Department 9 after a long day at the studio. With the stormy weather outside, it's the perfect atmosphere for unwinding over a hot beverage while watching Misery. Paul, do you know about the early days of the Kimberly Diamond Mines? Do you know what they did to the native workers who stole diamonds? Okay. We have chamomile if you're feeling sick, lavender if you're PMSing, or... Earl Grey. Hot. Thank you, Picard. <laughs> of course it's hot. What do you want in it? Nothing. Why so crabby? <sighs> Sorry, I'm just pissed that the concert in the park got cancelled. What happened? It was in the park, Allison. Tonight? I'm pretty sure the bassist floated away. <laughs> Bradley walks in from the front door and looks incredibly frustrated. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I simply cannot believe it. Are you trying to tell us that you cannot believe something? <laughs> Bradley, we've been over this. Yes, you have crow's feet. And no, the mirror is not glitching. <laughs> well, at least I take time to look in the mirror before I leave the house. <laughs> Okay, I'll bite. What's wrong? <sighs> I was waiting it hit me again for my date when I received a call that he wasn't coming. Can you believe it? He had someone else call to tell me he was ditching me. Did you get a reason? Yeah, he broke his arm playing lacrosse and was being taken to the emergency room. I should swap his shampoo with Preparation H so his head shrinks to the size of a mushroom. <laughs> oh. Yeah, what a selfish thing for him to do. I know, right? Hard to believe that underneath your superficial exterior is... An even thinner veneer. <laughs> Whatever am I going to do with my Friday nights? You can spend it with us. Yeah, we're playing a drinking version of Scrabble. How is it any different from regular Scrabble? Uh, not, not much at all. We drink while we play because we don't have dates either. <laughs> but I had a date. Wait, I still can have a date, or just get lucky anyway. Just wait until around bedtime like the rest of us. No, I mean I can call Danny. Um, that's a little too easy. Exactly. Bradley takes out his phone and calls Danny. This is Danny. If you're a bottom, press 1. If you're a top, press 2. If you're one of those straight, curious frat boys, press 3. If this is Publishers Clearinghouse, press 4. If none of the above apply to you, then hang up. Or leave me a message and I might return it. Bradley ends the call. That's weird. He always answers when I call. Maybe he's not answering because he's driving and the roads are wet. Speaking of wet, I wonder where Dylan is. A soaked Dylan opens the front door. He's wearing a trench coat with stiletto galoshes. What are you wearing? Well, the manufacturer's claim is that your feet stay dry even during a torrential downpour, whilst not sacrificing fashion. <laughs> Why didn't you just place them in a pool or a bathtub? You know what? That would have been a good idea. <laughs> it would be standing in the middle of a storm. I'll need to start thinking with my actual head if I want to land this role. Oh, what role is that? Must be for the community theater's newest production, Twerking in the Rain. Actually, I'm auditioning for the new Consumer Reports on-camera host position at the studio that suddenly became available. What happened to the old host? Oh, she got herself into trouble when it was found out that the manufacturers were sponsoring her softcore porn site called Men Who Fuck Sure Her Guaranteed. 
You know, I'm growing tired of just being a graphics guy when I know that I'm capable of so much more. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Dylan, dude, you have exactly what they look for in a TV host. Yeah, pecs, hair, big package, no original thoughts. <laughs> Armed with feather dusters and dressed in their Jane Fonda athletic wear, Allison and Mrs. Halverson are jazzer cleaning the apartment when Dylan walks in. The station manager loved my package. I know you couldn't win that role on merit alone. <laughs> huh? Oh, no. I mean my Consumer Reports news package. Oh, that's great, Dylan. So what happens next? The manager has agreed to give me a screen test at an actual trade show. I'm going to cover the event. And that's how they'll decide if I get the role or not. What do you know about trade shows? Absolutely nothing. But if superficial narcissistic Gen Zers can host YouTube shows that comment on the economy, defense systems, and foreign policy, and people actually take them seriously, then I can host a Consumer Reports show. Do you feel ready? I'm feeling pretty good, but I need to get more comfortable in front of a camera. Oh, just ask Bradley if he can borrow the one that's in his room. You mean the one pointed at his bed? That's the one. <laughs> Anything we can do to help? Well, could you guys help me with my mock interview? We were actually cleaning. You betcha. I'll be the cameraman. Ugh, guess that makes me the unsuspecting subject whose words you'll twist to fit your agenda. <laughs> Dylan grabs a remote control and holds it like a microphone. Mrs. Halverson places her thumbs and index fingers together to form a camera frame. Dylan places the remote underneath his chin and speaks in the direction of Mrs. Halverson. This is DC Cox, and I'm sitting here with radio personality Allison Montgomery of WRLT Radio's Allison's Corner. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me on. So, Allison, tell us about your show. Ooh, don't be so gosh darn boring. Dylan, perhaps you should ask more probing questions. Oh, Dylan knows all about probing. <laughs> Allison, is it true that you accidentally erased Cameron's game of Soul Calibur and instead of fessing up, you spilled scalding hot coffee on his Xbox and then blamed it on Mrs. Halverson and her jazzer cleaning? <laughs> uh... I don't know what you're talking about. Allison breaks eye contact with Dylan, then turns to Mrs. Halverson. He's just making this up for the camera. You know these reporters always spinning the news instead of reporting it? <laughs> so that's why Cammie wouldn't speak to me for weeks and prohibited my jazzer cleaning. Oh, and spilled coffee on my abacus. This is ridiculous. I'm out of here. Nail her, Dylan. Don't let her get away without the truth. A good reporter always gets the story no matter what. Wow. Thanks, Allison. This was great and incredibly revealing. I'm a regular Barbara Walters. By the way, where are Braddy and Cammie? Bradley's on a date and Cameron's working late. They'll be home later, but that gives us time to keep practicing reporting in the meantime. Allison, Dylan, and Mrs. Halverson have just wrapped up another hard-hitting interview. So many secrets have been revealed. If Dylan lands this new role, he'll certainly be a regular Megyn Kelly. 
Just before starting up again, Bradley walks in from the front door, looking completely devastated. I'm just dejected. Dejected, I tell you. Words cannot describe just how dejected I am. So, are you trying to tell us that you're dejected? That and using the dictionary app's word of the day. <laughs> What's wrong, Braddy? Couldn't find a hookup at college night at the bar? Why, no. I'm upset because the voodoo lady said if I burned your doll that you would cease to torment me. And yet, here you are. <laughs> What's wrong? I got stood up again. I was sure this one wasn't a flake. You really need to stop believing what some rando says to you on Grinder. That's not all. After I got stood up, I did what I always do, and that's called Danny. The guy may have questionable ethics, but he has an insatiable libido. And you were able to walk home? <laughs> He's still not answering his phone, and now I don't know what to do. The nerve of Danny not answering your every beck and call. If you have to work on a puzzle or crack open a book because of him, the world is truly coming to an end. Oh my lanta, I have the best puzzle. It's a 1,000 piecer that depicts all the celebrity cheeseheads. I'd rather watch an eight-hour TED talk about the history of calendars. You might learn something. That host is getting dates. Oh, where can Danny be? He's not answering calls or texts. I even snapped him. Where is this obsession with Danny coming from? It's a bit intense even for you. You've said many times that he's a total tool that's easier than you. <laughs> uh, that's true, but there's much more to him. I mean, when we get together, we laugh a lot. Why wouldn't he? You're naked. <laughs> he and I share so many secrets. Tell one another things that we don't dare tell another soul. What, you need at least an hour notice so your Cialis kicks in? Can't you just find another hookup? I mean, I've got a whole queue of fine folks lined up. I can't just sleep with anybody. Since when? What about the UPS delivery guy? And the cashier at Publix? Or the Zamboni driver at the rink? <laughs> Honey, he's probably just very busy. I mean, he works all kinds of odd jobs. Or maybe he simply forgot to pay his phone bill. You betcha. You're worrying over nothing. I don't know, Mrs. H. He always returns my calls. The same thing happened back in the old country. One day... Hold up. We've neither the time nor the energy to listen to one of your old country stories. But it's really good. Well, all right, but can your player piano skip right to the point that will make Bradley feel better? I promise. I know I'm going to regret this, but go ahead, Mrs. H. Everyone in my hometown hated Helga after she cheated at the herring-eating competition at the county fair. You see, she illegally looped up her insides so the fish slid down better. So one day... Everyone grabbed pitchforks, torches, and rope, and marched to Helga's house and banged on her door. No answer. Fired the cannon. No answer. So they got a ladder and climbed to the second-story window and looked inside. And there was Helga. Oh, wait. She was dead. <laughs> Bradley begins to freak out when Cameron walks in from the front door. Hey, guys. Uh, what the hell is going on? Did Streisand die? <laughs> 
No, he's upset because he thinks Danny's dead. What? Nothing can kill that mofo. He's full of so many drugs that he's practically preserved for life. Danny just hasn't been returning any calls and texts for a couple of days. Oh, Cam, by the way, I learned something new about your Xbox today. (laughs) What about it? Cam, we just gotta do something. What if something terrible has happened to him? Nothing's happened to him. I mean, if it did, half the city would be in mourning because he provided such great service anywhere he went. (laughs) Way to go, Mrs. H. I thought you said that story would help. Her stories rarely help. Except to test our tolerance levels. Okay, everyone. Let's head over to Danny's. Ah! Ah! What is it, honey? It's that darn ghost again. He just won't leave us alone. I guess we're just going to have to move. No, wait. Don't worry. We're not moving. He is. Who are you going to call? Blockbusters. Actually, we know nothing about catching ghosts other than what we saw in that old cartoon. But if you want a podcast where we talk about film, TV, random tangents that leave you wondering what the hell was that all about, and the occasional nugget of wisdom, then we're the ones for you. And if you act now, you can listen to our entire back catalogue for free! Did you say free? Yes, I did. So go now to your nearest podcatching device, shake off the ectoplasm, and download us today. Our five friends arrive at Danny's Loft. It's on the top floor of one of those old converted warehouses in the Ebor district of Tampa. Makes sense for Danny, walking distance to the bars and clubs, and just a trolley ride away from where our friends live downtown. Upon arrival at Danny's door, they can't help but notice that there are several copies of Gaily Jocks and Hustler magazines. See? Look, there's definitely something wrong. Calm down, Bradley. Yes, please. This doesn't mean he's dead. I don't know. This is exactly what it looked like outside of Helga's, except it was copies of Field and Stream. <laughs> oh, Dylan, uh, where's the key? It's on top of the doorframe. And sometimes places it under the mat. He's also hidden it in that potted plant. Oh, my Lanta! Danny gets around more than that one Chanel suit that travels the globe. I thought I was the only one. Oh, please. Stop being so melodramatic. Well, he does make me feel like I'm the only friend with benefits in his life. Danny has a way of making me feel special. And ever since we met at Roosters, I've grown fond of Danny and his eccentric ways. And now that he may not be around anymore, I'm feeling incredibly saddened. You know, I figured that Danny would always be around. I'm afraid that I'm still so often focused on my needs instead of Danny's. I guess I've taken him for granted. Bradley, you take everyone for granted. (laughs) Cameron finds the key in the potted plant and proceeds to unlock the door. Our five friends walk into Danny's loft and switch on the lights. Everything looks pretty tidy. Way tidier than you'd think Danny's place would be. It's actually nicely appointed with furniture right out of an Ikea showroom. Everything looks in order. Oh, look! Bradley points everyone's attention to the platinum trophy on the coffee table. It's Danny's national pole dancing trophy. I just don't think I can ever look at another pole again. The first sign of the apocalypse right there. Hey, y'all, is this a welcome home party or something? Danny walks into his loft dressed in a Hawaiian shirt, khaki shorts, a bucket hat, and flip-flops, holding some luggage. 
is alive! Huh? Oh, Bradley thought you were dead. Actually, we were all beginning to think that. Where have you been? I was on a cruise. Why did you think I was dead? Because you didn't answer any of my calls or texts after I got stood up two times in a week. What? A guy can't turn his phone off to disconnect? Even I like to live off the grid sometimes. Thought I would try getting lucky the old-fashioned way on a cruise ship. Dude, that's awesome! Where'd you go? Wait, I was worried about you. If Danny doesn't answer the phone when I call after I've been stood up, then there must be something wrong. I was just away for a while. Needed to relax, recharge. I mean, when you deliver such great services, a guy needs a longer refractory period. Ooh, tell me more. I gotta live vicariously through you kids, don't you know? Well, I'm sure that Danny wants to get his land legs back, all three of them, so we should probably go. Come on, we can still make happy hour and hit me again. Wait, I have something I need to get off my chest. Bradley, what's come over you? Besides you? Danny, of all the men I've slept with... You could start a hockey team! I've never slept with anyone as remarkable as you. I'm tired of all these one-night stands ever since Cameron dumped me, and I'm ready to be a one-man man. Uh, are you saying what I think you're saying? What, do you need subtitles? <laughs> And I want you to be that man, Danny. Danny, I love you. As the heat rises in the room, Allison, Cameron, Dylan, and Mrs. Halverson quickly exit the loft, leaving Bradley and Danny to their own devices. The next afternoon, Allison and Cameron are in the kitchen eating some delicious banana pudding, Bradley's late grandmother's recipe. When Bradley walks in, he's a little disheveled totally slept at his clothes, or rather, they were crumpled up on the ground next to Danny's bed. You two are not going to believe what an amazingly erotic time I had last night with Danny. You literally say that about any guy you sleep with. Yeah. What makes this time any more special than the last? It was the pizza delivery guy, right? I'll just ignore that. I'm in too good a mood. Haven't either of you had that feeling that you just know that the person you've been boning is actually your soulmate? No, but unlike you, I have standards. By the way, Mother Superior called to make sure you're attending Mass at the convent this afternoon. Dylan excitedly bursts into the kitchen. Hey guys, guess who got their first official assignment as a field consumer reporter? Who? Some out-of-touch-with-reality, overly-cheerful, big-haired, elevator-doesn't-quite-make-it-to-the-top girl? Hey yeah, kids, guess what? I just got an audition to be WRLT-TV's new consumer reporter! <laughs> Mrs. Halverson pushes past Dylan in the doorway, all dressed in an 80s power suit, Pearls and even bigger hair and more makeup than usual. But Mrs. H, I'm also auditioning for the role. How do you even have the time for this? Oh, you silly goose. You really need to improve your time management skills. I don't know, Mrs. H. None of us know how you cram 48 hours worth of stuff into a 24-hour period. Yeah, it literally defies the laws of the space-time continuum, as we know them. Not unlike those unrealistic sitcom apartments that defy the laws of economics and engineering. 
Are you going to InventCon at the Tampa Convention Center, too? You betcha. You realize that you need to know a little something about product critical analysis, right? I'm shocked you even know what a critical analysis is. Oh, I don't, but I was hoping you did. I do, and that's why I'm going to beat you out for the jab. I don't need to know definitions. I have my looks, a pretty face, and don't underestimate the importance of body language. You're on. We'll just see which one of us the station chooses. Fine. I'm going into the living room to practice. You're gonna need it. Dylan and Mrs. Halverson leave the kitchen. What the hell just happened? I think we got sucked into the twilight zone. Anyway, back to the regularly scheduled programming of my big date with Danny this evening. Speaking of the twilight zone, what's up with you? You've hooked up with Danny before. We all have. What makes this any different? Hello, Cam? Didn't you hear him? This time, it's a date. What's the difference? Oh, on a date, you have dinner before porking. And then there's usually breakfast the next day. Oh, so food's the only difference. Makes sense, really. (laughs) It's kind of like the girl whose friends are always telling her that she attracts the wrong guys because she dresses like a slut. But then on Halloween, with a jack-o'-lantern bucket, they're all like, Girl, you look so great! (laughs) We're going to the Columbia for dinner this evening. Oh, fancy. Who's paying? He is. So I'm going to get the lobster cannelloni, and of course the table side sangria, and that marvelous chef salad. Sounds like you have him wrapped around your controlling little finger. As many times as he and I have hooked up before, I just feel like this is very different. Like I'm sailing into uncharted territory to explore a new world. I feel just like I did when I was a virgin. So you feel like an eighth grader. (laughs) Are you implying that I lost my virginity at an early age? Implying? Bitch, he just called you out. You're just lucky that Highlights Magazine didn't have a gossip column. I am not going to let the snide remarks from the two of you dried-up old spinsters ruin my evening. Clearly, you don't understand that Danny and I were meant to be together. I wish I could say the same for your big mouth. (laughs) Go ahead, laugh. I don't have to stand here and listen to this. But I'll bet you bend over for it. The Tampa Convention Center is abuzz with activity. Hundreds of aspiring inventors, designers, and manufacturers are roaming the concourses. There are newfangled blenders, vacuum cleaners, smart devices to control this, that, and the other, and even smart clothing that gives you a six-pack. Dylan and Mrs. Halverson arrive, armed with phones, selfie sticks, gimbals, and audio gear. Both are on Facebook Live, uploading to the TV station's live stream for... Let's face it, filler material. (laughs) Each whispers to themselves. Now remember, Dylan, a good reporter always... Gets the story no matter what. Mrs. Halverson eyes a vendor and makes a beeline for the booth, then sets up her selfie-stick and mic and begins what she thinks is reporting. Hey, everybody. This is Sonia Halverson, and I'm standing here with one of the vendors at InventCon. Let's find out what they've invented. What do you have here? Ah, I'm glad you asked. This is my acai. It's designed to blend the ideal acai shake. Perfect for breakfast to keep you looking like anyone from a Ryan Murphy show. (laughs) 
See here, you add ice, acai berries, protein powder, and any other mixed berries to the pre-measured holders. Then you press this button. And it blends everything together incredibly perfectly that your palate will get the sense that you went to one of those pricey places. You call this breakfast? <laughs> Back in the old country, breakfast consisted of thick sliced bacon, buttermilk biscuits, sawmill gravy, fried apples, scrambled eggs, black coffee, orange juice, and an antacid. <laughs> but this is what all the CW and FX actors are having for breakfast. Don't you want to look like them? Yes. Firstly, why are you playing into superficial stereotypes that border on food or body shaming? Secondly, you realize that food is meant to be enjoyed, right? Albeit in moderation, but still. And thirdly, why be a bitchy skinny pencil? I'd rather be a happy magic marker. Meanwhile, several yards away at another vendor, Dylan has all of his gear ready to go. And I do mean all of his gear. Which is probably why this report isn't going to win him any Emmys. You see, the vendor Dylan selected is hot, surprise, surprise, and is selling the iFace. Now, you never have to worry about looking all ratchet when you get that early morning or late night FaceTime, Snapchat, Zoom, or Grinder video message request. Tell our audience what iFace does. iFace is a real-life filter that you attach to your face. You send a custom mold of your face to us, and we send you an incredibly thin mask, if you will, of LEDs that will project the kind of face you want to show to the world. <laughs> Sounds like a very useful tool for those that need it. But might I say, you certainly don't need it because I'm sure you wake up looking like the stunning beauty that you are. Is that a selfie stick in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> As Dylan is probably getting more numbers and stories at InventCon, suddenly the crowd erupts into cheers. Dylan and Mrs. Halverson look in the direction the crowd's attention has gone, and they see the President of the United States. The President begins to speak on the promotion of innovation, and just as Mrs. Halverson was going to begin shooting the event... Dylan, my phone battery died. What am I going to do? I don't know, Mrs. H. I want the job, too. Oh, please, Dylan. Would you be my camera operator? I'll bring your mail to you for a whole week. Okay, fine. We reporters have to get the story no matter what. And I'm Jane. And we have a brand new podcast called Bed Knobs and Broom Flicks, where we talk about witches of the entertainment world. From the horror movies Warlock, Suspiria, The Witch, and The Blair Witch Project. To the more comedic or whimsical, such as Harry Potter, Hocus Pocus, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and The Blair Witch Project. No movie, TV show, or book is off limits. All witches, man witches, sorry warlocks, we're not calling you that. Witches brews, witches of history, familiars, and witch-like activity will be discussed as we laugh and have fun talking about the wonderful world of witches. So join us every other week for some fun witchy talk. All witches welcome. Bradley and Danny arrive back at apartment 9 from dinner at the Columbia. Bradley's pursed lips, narrowed eyes, and body language communicate that he is pissed. Danny looks to be at a loss of what to say. Well, that was a total disaster. I've never been so embarrassed. What about that time you accidentally added that dick pic to your snap story instead of the guy you were sexting? <laughs> 
That's not funny. Snapchat is still a mystery to me. I can't believe that you thought it necessary to talk to our server about how you can throw the sound of your farts across the room. Well, pardon me for my southern gentility. You certainly contributed to this disastrous evening, too. Excuse me? Whatever did I do? Oh, you just had to pressure the kitchen staff into cutting your steak into the shape of a trout. And what's wrong with that simple request? You literally wrote out detailed instructions, complete with a graphical representation of how you want the food to be arranged on your plate. You know I'm borderline neurotic. Borderline? Why did you want to date me anyway? Babe, you hardly left me with any choice in the matter. Huh, I guess I did apply a little pressure, didn't I? Yes, more like a lot. I miss what we used to have. What was wrong with that? I don't know. I just wanted something more. Why? I like what we had. You'd call me up when a date didn't show, which happens a lot, and we'd have drinks at my place, or here. Then bang, and then go our separate ways until the next time. I liked it. Bradley is speechless, which is a rarity for him. <laughs> Listen, I love how energetic, intense, and classy you are. Do you feel anything for me beyond what we had? Beyond being unconventional friends with benefits? Beyond knowing that if anything were to ever happen to me, I could count on you? Beyond loving being your friend? I love you, just not in a boyfriend kind of way. I was worried that you thought that I took you for granted. Babe, you take everyone for granted. <laughs> Danny, I don't think our new relationship is going to work out. No, I don't think so. But damn, am I glad that I have a friend like you in my life. Same here, dude. Same. You keep it interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> Later on that night, Cameron, Allison, and Bradley are watching Romy and Michelle's high school Michelle, reunion while enjoying some wine and cheese. Okay, um, I invented post-its. <laughs> when Dylan and Mrs. Halverson walk in, displaying visible signs of frustration and disappointment. Hey guys, how was InventCon? Did you get to meet the president? We heard on the news he was there. But from the looks of things, doesn't look like you guys had a great time. Hoofta. Yeah, dudes, we did a damn good job covering the convention, but neither of us got the Consumer Reports job. My battery even died, so Flirty McFly over there was my camera app, and I was just so gash darn cute and informative. Ask those hard-hitting questions, don't you know? Well, the fact that you got to ask questions of the president at an event had to be quite an experience. Actually, we... Oh, come on, show us the video. Well, we... Nonsense. I'm sure you guys are great. All right, just pull up YouTube on the TV. Cameron pulls up the YouTube app on the TV. Whatever you guys are worried about, it can't be as embarrassing as the video that's trending right now. Tampa reporter oblivious to the president standing 20 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. Wait a minute, that's our station. And that looks like you, Mrs. H. <laughs> Just play the video. Cameron plays the video, and we see Mrs. Halverson standing in front of a vendor, with the president standing no more than 20 feet behind her. But all Mrs. Halverson is visibly focused on is her interview with the vendor. I'm standing here at InventCon with the inventor of Carmoji. Tell our audience what Carmoji does. The vendor is clearly not paying attention to Mrs. Halverson. Instead, he's looking back at the president. I'm curious. What does Carmoji do? Uh, lady, 
stops the video and he, Alison and Bradley just blankly stare at Dylan and Mrs. H. You didn't cover the president? At all. <laughs> Was Carmoji so important that it couldn't wait? We were there to cover the products launching this fall and we did a damn good job. We stayed focused on the story we were assigned to cover. Yes, a good reporter always gets the story. No, no matter, matter what, what we, we know. know. I don't get it. This was a chance of a lifetime. And you blew it. We didn't want to jump on the hype train and sacrifice our integrity as journalists and give in to sensationalism. Hate to break it to you, but that's literally what journalists do nowadays. <laughs> Perhaps what we have here is dedicated coverage of a newsworthy story that the station simply decided they didn't want. I blame editorial judgment. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Well, kiddos, I gotta get back downstairs to make dinner for me and Mr. Halverson. It's Hamburger Helper tonight. He, he can't make Hamburger Helper himself. You literally brown the beef and add the packet of noodles and stuff. Yeah, last time he tried to make it, I came home from my stripper shift at the hospital. Uh, you mean striper? Oh, my, yes, that. <laughs> uh, anyway... I came home and he was just staring at the box. The meat was still in the package and everything. Was he having a stroke? No, oh, you silly goose. He was waiting for that handy. Oh, what? You know, that little glove guy on the box that shows up in all the commercials. <laughs> How did he take the news when you broke it to him? Oh, he must be hanging with the little man that turns the light on and off in the fridge. <laughs> Pretty good, actually. <laughs> Mrs. Halverson exits the apartment. Bradley also gets up from the couch and heads towards the door. Where are you going? Back over to Danny's. Wait a minute. I, I thought you said it didn't work out between the two of you. Yeah, didn't you learn that the two of you weren't meant to have a relationship? Over the last few days, I learned that a relationship is more than movies, sex, and 80 synth music. Thankfully, this isn't a relationship. <laughs> Today's episode, ready for my close-up, was written and directed by R.L. Terry. Voicing our cast, Sean Perez as Bradley, Jeff Feitner as Cameron, Cassandra Dodge as Allison, Josh Williams as Dylan, Linda Castro as Mrs. Halverson, and me, Paul Hawkins, as your narrator. Additional voices provided by the cast. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and produced by Dave Anderson. For the Crowd was created by R.L. Terry, is produced by Danielle Miskell, and edited by Jason Laverne Hemming. Support our show by rating and reviewing, or visiting our coffee or Patreon pages. Connect with us on social media, For the Crowd Pod. See you next time in Apartment 9.